Board Games with Niramas podcast. The Board Games with Niramas podcast. First episode of the big premiere. We are so excited. I'm Joseph. I'm here with Draco. And, you know, Draco is a quiet little dragon, so he's not going to say that much. He's, he's more of a, you know, he's got the looks. And, and he, you know, his facial expressions, body language, uh, you know, wagging the dragon tail, all that stuff. But he's not really a talker, so you will be mostly hearing from me in this podcast. But I hope you, you know, you can always go check out Draco on the YouTube videos, right? So, so yeah. In this episode, we are going to have a guest as well. It's going to be a guest in each episode, and I'm so excited and so happy to tell you that Stephen Bonacore is the podfather of gaming. He is the first guest here. He's going to uh, show up in a little bit, and we're going to have a chat that you guys uh, can listen to. But before we get there, let's start talking about some other things. And I mean, if you want to see Draco, of course, you can always check out Board Games with Niramas on YouTube. And that's actually like the main thing, the main place to find Board Games with Niramas. I've been doing YouTube videos for over four years. But then I got this idea that it would be fun to do a podcast as well. And, and some people have been asking me, oh, aren't you going to do a podcast? Everybody's doing it, right? So you should do it as well. And then I had my Kickstarter last year at the end of 2020. And one of the stretch goals there I put in was to, to do the podcast. And we reached that. The, pod, the, the Kickstarter went really good. And so, you know, of course, I wanted to start up the podcast. It's going to be a monthly podcast. And it's going to be you know, one episode a month. And since this is the first episode, you know, maybe it's, you know, in place for me to, to do a little bit of an introduction, tell you who I am. You might have found this by Spotify or Anchor or wherever you listen to podcasts, right? And you might not have any idea what this YouTube channel is. So let me uh, tell you, I'm, I'm from Sweden. Um, I'm getting close to my 40s, which is a bit scary. But anyway, let's not get into that. So yeah, I love board games. I love board games. I'm so excited about like gaming in general. I've been gaming for basically my whole life. You know, as a kid, I played on the, the Game Boy. The, the You know, you had the black and white screen. I still remember that. It's, it's so weird. It's this super small screen and it was so much fun. And then, I, you know, Nintendo um, basically played all the different Nintendos through the 90s. And then, you know, the PlayStation and, and playing on the computer as well. I've been a huge part of my life, actually. I mean, to be honest, I am a gamer. Uh, you know, I got my first computer when I was 12 or 13 years old had this you know command and conquer i remember that game the first game i played there it was so awesome and you know diablo the first diablo game i played on this dial up and i and my mother got uh shocked when she got the phone bill because you know i was playing through all through the nights and you know not going to school and all that but then somehow around my i don't know you know 30s there 25 30s i I got a little bit tired of just like sitting at home playing online, which, you know, I played with people from all over the world, which is an awesome thing with online gaming and, and computer gaming and all that. But yeah, somehow there was this this urge in me to get back to the analog games, the board games, you know, social games, meeting people, sitting around a table. And, you know, I, it, it was such a, in these days as well, like you're always at a screen, like at work, you know, school, whatever. It's always a screen, it's always a computer. So it's so nice to just sit around a table with friends, you know, turn off the, the phone and, and just focus on an actual game in front of you where you move pieces around, you have cards that you hold in your hand and, and all that. So, so then somehow I did watch a lot of YouTube, you know, I've been doing that for a long time as well. And then I watched a lot of like playthroughs and, and rather runs through uh, the Dice Tower, obviously. And I got this idea back in 2016 that, yeah, I, I could do some videos. I, it would be a fun project. Uh, I needed some kind of creative outlet as well. I've been having, you know, I've been sort of working, I have my own company since I'm 
10 years and doing like you know events and, and marketing things in stores and so on and I still felt like I, I was doing the same thing over and over and then just you know paying paying the the bills and then doing the same thing again and so I needed a creative outlet really I needed something to like a little project something to work on and, and so I started a YouTube channel uh Bodians with Niramas and you know Draco was there from the start uh, obviously uh, there is a whole backstory to Draco and the whole Niramas thing which I do call myself online as well like, you know uh, these days I do just just call myself Joseph which is my name but I, I started out with that like sometimes I do wish I would have just called the channel board games with Draco because Draco is such an easier sort of name Niramas is, is kind of weird it's a basically it's a backwards like I don't know what it's called in English there's some kind of basically like like salt for your stomach if you have an upset stomach you can you know, mix this kind of powder with water and drink it. And at least in Sweden, that is called Samarin, which is Niramas backwards. Well, actually, that's where I got it from. When I was like 15, I needed a, a uh, name for, I think it was like Diablo 2 maybe. And so I had this, this box of Samarin on my table. Um, I don't know if I had an upset stomach at the time or whatever. And then I just got this idea to put you know, put it all those letters backwards, it became Niramas. It sounded a bit like a, I think like a um, hard rock band or something. I don't know. I thought it sounded cool. I started using it and then I've been using it for all these years, um, you know, because I'm I'm not getting old, but you know, it's a long time ago, which is which is insane. Uh, you know, those times when I sat around playing Diablo all the time or World of Warcraft for that matter, I played a lot of World of Warcraft. But then of course that sort of enthusiasm for gaming, you know, I brought that over to the board gaming scene. So, of course, I, you know, I play a lot of board games. You know, even before I started my YouTube project, I always want to try new games. Uh, and these days, I try a lot of new games and play a lot of new games because, you know, I sort of have to. It's not like I have to, but I want to because I want to be able to learn new games and then be able to show them on camera in playthroughs and so on on my channel. So, yeah, the podcast. The podcast is going to be exciting. It's going to be a it's a bit of a challenge for me as well. And I like having a new challenge because I don't like it when I get into the routine of things, when I feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over. I, I need something new. I need something to challenge me to, to find a new avenue where I sort of feel that I, I'm not comfortable because I think that's how you develop, right? As a person uh, that you're not feeling comfortable, but you're doing it anyway. And then you found out, well, hopefully after a while you find out that it actually worked out. So just talking to you through this audio thing that is called podcast, that is that is a challenge to me because I am a Swede. I do think I speak fairly decent English, but at sometimes I can't find a certain word or and when I when I film a board game, I, I have the card in front of me, right? I can just show the card, I can show point to the board, I can do things that you know derives your attention from my voice and to something visual that I can show you. But over here, I'm all alone. Well, Draco's here, but He's not really saying that much. He's a really quiet guy, little Draco. Yeah, so anyway, in this structure here, I'm thinking to, well, this was the introduction, and just do this for the first episode, but this first part here, the first segment, I'm thinking to talk a bit about like what I've, you know, what's happening in my life, what's happening in my sort of behind the scenes. What what am I doing as a YouTuber? What am I doing as a as a gamer? And, and also, I will get a little bit more personal in this podcast than I usually do on my, my channel. Like, my idea has been for a long time that, you know, the channel and the videos are about the games. It's not about me. 
But as the channel have grown, there's like a community of people following it, and you know, they, they stay in contact with the people. I have a Discord channel. Uh, you can, you know, get contact me with that there, and then, you know, the email and the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram and YouTube, obviously. So there's a lot of way to contact me, and all those ways are in the show notes for, for this as well. But I think it's, you know, I feel like I'm sort of gotten into this content creation enough that I feel comfortable of being a bit more personal and, and talking a bit more about like what's going on uh, you know, in my life or in the world or in Sweden. I mean, a lot of, I know a lot of people are listening from, from other parts of the world, which I'm very happy for. I think that's one of the really cool things with this whole like making content on the internet. And that's why I chose to do it in English as well. Like I could have gone for Swedish. It would have felt safe and it, it, way, way, way easier <laughs> to do it that way. But then I would have this very limited sort of audience and, and also it wouldn't be such a challenge, right? And I, I do like that challenge. And that's that's why I, from the start, I decided I'm going to do this in English. I know that I'm sort of an outsider in the sense that it's not my mother tongue and it's going to be harder for me than it is for a lot of other people. But I, I also uh, like the journey of improving, getting more comfortable, finding these new words that I, I sometimes miss, you know. And, and these days I do hang out. I, I will say that. Let's We can, you know, segment over to the to the, what am I doing these days? Well, I'm playing a lot online, obviously, since we're in these times. And when I play online, I, I usually um, play with an American group, or at least there's a lot of Americans, there's some you know, British people, there's some, some Germans and so on, but we speak English all the time and, and we play Borgia Marina, where we play, it started out just playing Werewolf, the ultimate Werewolf on Zoom. And it was through the Dice Tower, the Dice Tower, which is one of my favorite channels, of course, on YouTube. And, and Tom Vassell uh, that's running it, he he started this werewolf group where he started posting Ultimate Werewolf videos on, on uh, the Dice Tower back, you know, last summer. And I, I remember watching the first video and I was like, ah, I, was, I, I wasn't that excited. I was like, you know, I played Ultimate Werewolf back in the days in, in real life and I thought it was okay, but I've never been a big fan of player elimination when you play in... Like you're sitting in a room and then, oh, you're out after like 10 minutes. And what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm just sitting around watching the other people play. Unless you're at a convention maybe or something, you can go play something else. But so, yeah, I wasn't that excited. And then I started watching that that first one. And it, it was amazing how it just, it was fascinating how, how I got into it. Like at the end of that video, I just wanted to see more and more and more. I remember I, I put, posted a comment to that video saying like, oh, please, Tom, put out more videos of this. Because I thought it was such a good... It was so exciting. It was a really good game, I remember as well. The first one there he posted, where he got down to like three in the end. It was really exciting, and uh, yeah. So he, you know, and he kept posting those. And then in one of the videos, you know, he mentioned it. I keep he says he says that a lot. Like, oh well, if you want to join, you know, go check out the Dice Tower Werewolf Group on Facebook. And I thought, yeah, let's do that. And I had no, I mean, I had no idea where that would lead. Uh, I mean, it wasn't about. It was absolutely not about like you know, promoting my channel or getting into that. And it was not just the whole, oh, it's cool to play with Tom Vassal, which it is, I mean, I admit, it's it it's pretty cool. You know, feel a bit starstruck first times uh, playing with him, he's moderating. And, and there's uh, a lot of people in there, like, you know, contributors and, and, and so on, and Jason Levine, a lot of people that, you know, you I recognized. So of course it was cool to do that. And I was a bit nervous at first, but the actual game was so intriguing to me uh, and the gameplay and how it works over Zoom, 
how how it's it, it works so nicely, so smoothly, and and the whole like, I mean, I'm I'm I like being a werewolf in Werewolf, and and just like getting away, like not getting caught. That that's that's what I like, and and then there were some moments. I mean, during the fall there, there were some moments where like, especially one game, it's called Super Bodyguard. Uh, so if you want to see that, well, you shouldn't see it because that that's pretty, you know it's not a good meta for me, but. I I was a werewolf, and at some point in there, I just felt like this is a good opportunity to just pretend to be the bodyguard. So I I claimed I came out. I claimed to be the bodyguard. I had like I, I made a fake list, like you know, on the fly, just wrote down some names so I could show that and show like, oh, I protected this and that person this night, and and then nobody contested it first, and and I thought I got away with it, and then the next day. Ayahu or Stephen Loomis, as it's called. Shout out to Stephen. Uh, he he came out and said, "No, I'm actually the bodyguard." And and I you know I started questioning him like, "Oh, where's your list?" And he didn't have a list. And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're just lying." And he was so frustrated. He was like, he told me afterwards, he was like shaking the whole during the whole night phase <laughs> because he was so upset. And and I saw that Tom thought it was pretty funny as well. Like. People just buying it and the thing at that point in the game because the game has evolved in our group which is I find that's what I find so fascinating about this game because I used to play a lot of poker back in the days and and this whole social gaming thing where you're not really gaming with the game you're gaming with the people that you're playing the game with it's not the game components that are sort of shaping the game experience and that's what happened in, in these kind of social deduction games as well and the meta that builds up when you play with the same group over and over so so these days people do lie a lot and there's a lot of lying going on, which is a part of the game. I feel that at that point, sort of, maybe September, October, I think it's September, uh, the Super Bodyguard video on Dice Tower, I, it wasn't that, like, of course, these, of course people did lie, like, oh, someone asked him, are you a werewolf? And they were like, no, I'm a villager. I mean, that that's obvious. But the whole, like, fake list, I don't think anyone else had done that, like, shown a list and, and doing it in a, in a way so they, they, you know, people started believing it. Uh, so that was like a milestone for me in my werewolf experience, and and I just had such a fun time being. Uh, it was so fun for me to be able to pull that off, uh, and it was so nervous. I, I remember being really nervous, and I was like afraid that people were gonna hear it on my voice that I was nervous, and and realize that I was lying. <laughs> but but and then after that, I did it, it a while after that. I also did it with the seer, just saying I was the seer, and I had this fake list. I, you know, put it down. And now these days, a lot of people are doing the fake lists. So I, I love how that the meta is changing it. And it, but of course, it's bad for my meta. Like, I have a hard time. If I am the seer today, for real, in a game, I know that people are not going to trust me. So it, it's really tricky for me. I don't know really how to how to solve that. <laughs> it's very hard to change the meta as well. And also, something that has been very fascinating with this whole werewolf group is that, you know, people, a lot of the... the new people that come into the group and start playing with us which is awesome i encourage everyone to go go check out the dice tower uh, werewolf on facebook you know start playing try it out uh, join us there's always room for more players and it's like these days it's games going on like all the week you know it's not just tom's game tom is usually doing one game a week and then like i'm doing a game a week almost and then we have a few guys uh, that are like connor and adam and and jugan and there's a, there's a bunch of people that are hosting games so and there's games on Euro Times, there's games on American Times and all that as well. So, yeah, so you should try that out. But anyway, the, the whole moderating thing as well, like I, I didn't, I, 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 was, I, I was not at all interested in, in moderating, but I, I really like it now. 
But I was also going to say, I'm getting off track here, I was also going to say that as the game develops and as the, the new people come in, they've been watching the videos, right? They've been watching the Dice Tower or my videos. That's also something I didn't plan. I didn't plan to do videos myself at all. And then it just turned out that, well, there's a lot of games going. Uh, and when I was, you know, in other people's games, they were not being recorded. And then, you know, people like to see the, the games. So I was like, you know, it's, you know, not just the people that are in the games because they like to see it because they want to see what happened before, you know, before they died and all that. But then other people also, some people just like to, you know, watch the games. So I started recording them. I started posting them up and on my YouTube channel and, and they got a lot of views and I was happy about that. And then, so I started moderating myself and I also made up this whole, this whole theme of my own that with the Guami village and all that, which is really fun. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go too much in, I, I could be sitting here talking about werewolf the whole night, but it's not a werewolf podcast. It's just mainly what I'm doing these days uh werewolfing and of course we also play like board game arena as well and you know you can join the the dice tower werewolf group and you can join the board game arena games as well uh there's gaming going on every night basically and there's so many good games on board game arena that's something i i do want to talk a little bit about i i you know if someone would have asked me like a year ago like oh do you like you know if i wanted to join a game like i played some uh, tables of simulator some tabletopia just occasionally uh, back in the days right but but you know I, I wouldn't, I, I didn't expect to have this much fun playing board games like this because of course I, I went into the board game hobby to get away from the whole playing online, like I say, like playing computer games. And then it feels like, you know, I'm, I'm back there. I'm still, you know, but it's still different. Like we're playing, oftentimes, you know, we always have voice chat and we're playing like on board game arena. You know, we're talking, we're having a good time. It's, it's relaxed. So it's not it's the same, of course, as playing a, a computer game. And, and also, it, it is what it is right now. It's like a solution right now. Uh, I wish I, you know, I, I really wish I can get back to my my old gaming groups this year. And, you know, we used to play once or twice a week uh, over at a friend's house. And, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And, and, of course, I will keep playing online as well. Because all these American friends and all these, you know, British friends and so on that I got. And, you know, a lot of these people have actually, you know, I feel like they become friends. You know, we, we chat about things. We, we, you know, we, we stay in touch on, you know, Messenger and... It's not just about the games anymore. It's more like, you know, finding friends online, which is so cool as well. And it's going to be so, so much fun. I can't wait for the day that I can actually meet a lot of these people. I like at SNSP or if I can go to Gen Con or uh, Dice Tower, uh, you know, the Dice Tower uh, gatherings or, or some kind of convention over in the, in the States, right? I, I really look forward to meeting a lot of the people <laughs> over there in real life. Just give them a hug, you know, when, when we are back to, I hope. We get back to normal or whatever that is. Yeah, so so of course, Board Game Arena is really cool. And, and also, I do play some games on my table as well. I played Hallertau uh, recently here. I just posted, uh, you know, uh, when you hear this, I just posted the Hallertau solo playthrough that I did. And and I really enjoy Hallertau. It's the new game from Uwe Rosenberg. It's like a farming simulator. So it's sort of, in a thematic sense at least, it builds on, you know, Agricola and Caverna and Fields of Arl. And... The, it's, it's very streamlined, it's very easy to get into, I would say, and the way the system, it's very good for solo, the, the system with soloing, like most board games that have a solo variant, well these days most board games have a solo variant, most of the time it's more like, oh well if you're playing solo, it's worth the placement, well then, you know, draw a card or, or do something and then, like, you know, anachrony, roll a die, and then the, the Atoma or the bot or, or some kind of dummy player, will take spots on the board. 
But in Hallertau, it's more like you are your own blocker. So I build up these bases. I don't retrieve my workers. Like in my, I don't know, Agricola at the end of the day, the workers come home. That doesn't happen here. They stay out on the board. So I'm blocking myself for the next round. And then you draw a card, which is a quadrant card. So it's like four quadrants of the worker placement spots on the board. And then you clear that quadrant. So then the places are available again. But so, so you can sort of, I like that. You can plan out. Like I know there's a risk. If I go into one of these areas, I do an action. I, I know that there's a risk. I won't be able to, to do it the next round. Uh, or I, I might be able to do it, but it will cost me more. It will cost me more workers because it's like one, two, three worker spots. So first time I go, there's just one worker. But second time I need two workers to go there. And, and so, yeah, very interesting system. And I really like the whole... Like you're gathering resources, you're using the resources to uh, develop your little village. But it's like you don't need to feed anyone. Uh, you don't have, it's it's such a different feel for being a worker placement game. You, you don't have that feel of of this pressure in that sense. Like the pressure is more like, it's so streamlined. It's, it's so like abstracted. So what you do when you spend these like grain and, and, and these leather or whatever, and you develop your village. That's like the whole process. Like that's how you feed your people. But it's like abstracted into that way. And it works really nicely. It plays fairly quick. It is, there's a lot of math though. There's a lot of thinking. And, but I do like that. I like that in solo games. Like Terraforming Mars obviously is my favorite solo game. Uh, and in that game, in the solo mode, there's a lot of math involved. And so I don't mind the math part. But it was a bit taxing on my brain when I did it on, on a camera for the solo playthrough. <laughs> it, it was a bit like, oh wow, I feel like I'm not playing optimal and people are watching this, but I don't care. Uh, you should never see my videos as strategy guys, unless it's like Keyforge maybe, or maybe Terraforming Mars, like games that I play a lot. But most of the time it's more like I show how it's played, give you a sense of how, you know, do you enjoy it? In that case, you might wanna you know pick up the game yourself. All right, well, I know what, I think this is it for this segment. A uh, bit of an introductory segment here today. Uh, next month, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll just focus maybe more on what I'll be doing and, and what's, you know, what's happened and what's going on. Maybe some more personal stuff, I don't know. But now let's head over and say hi to Stephen Bonacor, which is my guest in this episode. I'm so excited, so, so happy and honored to have Stephen on the podcast for the premiere episode. All right, so hi, Stephen. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you in uh, a year plus now. Right? Exactly. So last time was last time Essen, twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, I, I I don't. Do you really remember meeting me at Essen? Though? Yes, you do. I, I do. Yeah, because... I do meet a lot of people. That is yeah, true. That's my thinking. Like uh, you should, <laughs> there should be like a hundred <laughs> guys in that day that you met me, right? I might have been, but no, yeah, no, I remember. No, absolutely. Good to see you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course. And one thing I do remember from our, you know, brief chat at Essen was when we, when I wanted to take, like, oh, should we take a selfie or like a picture together? Uh, I remember just thinking, wow, this guy is professional because you were like positioning us so that we got all the oh, stronghold yeah. booth in the background. You know, had to get the logo in the background <laughs> yeah, yeah. or the or the key games and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite things to do when I'm at, um, especially Essen, because, you know, uh, it's a whole different fan base, right? I mean, it, yeah. uh, you guys don't make it to America very often. I see a lot of the same people at Origins and Gen Con and BGG Con, et cetera. But, I mean, Essen, all the Europeans are there uh, for the most part, and they get a chance to to hang out, take selfies, uh, talk, and enjoy myself. I mean, it's 
always been a really busy, very busy convention for me. But like in between those meetings, when I have a few minutes, come out of the booth uh, or come out of the office and then just hang out and talk. So that's that's what I love to do. Of course, the next time we see each other in Essen, hopefully in 2021, I'm hoping. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I won't be as busy. I will not be working. Oh, yeah. You're uh, you're actually retired now, right? I am happily retired. And uh, that's just great. I mean, I'm. Uh, it was planned for years uh, with Indie Boards and Cards. Uh, you know, once the merger occurred that uh, I would I would work X amount of time and then I would retire. Uh, we we modified it a little bit as we as we went along of the exact day. But uh, in the end, it worked out perfectly. It was basically two years after the uh, the merger date. It was the retirement date and uh, could not be better. Well, it could be a little bit better. The only thing that it could be better is if we weren't locked in our homes or in our little areas and, you know, so travel. I'm just dying to have this COVID nonsense over so that I can start really traveling, going to conventions or just oh yeah, yeah really cruises. En really enjoy like the, the retirement time, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm going to really enjoy it <laughs> once I can really enjoy it. <laughs> and, and if we have any listeners that... that don't know who you are. I mean, you do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? I mean, from my perspective, like, of course, Stronghold Games, I've been playing your games. I've seen you mm -hmm. on the Dice Tower quite a bit. Uh, but also the the main thing that I sort of consume your content is on the board game Insider Pod that you do with Ignacy Trevicek. Right. So, I mean, so, so just to go from the beginning, so to speak, right, I am the founder, uh, once owner, and now retired president of Stronghold Games, which merged with Indie Boards and Cards to create Indie Game Studios in 2018. And I just retired in August of 2020. Uh, now, um, and, and by the way, and I've been a gamer forever and all that kind of good stuff, and maybe we'll talk more about that later. Um, uh, now I stay on the game media side of what, um, you know, of the industry, so to speak, but I'm not monetizing it or anything like that. I simply want to have fun at doing the things I do. And in that regard, I'm continuing my podcast with Ignacy Chevicek, the owner and president of Portal Games. Uh, so the two of us on a weekly basis talk about um, what's going on inside the companies or inside Portal Games now and things that I'm doing in life and gaming. Uh, and then we talk about the news of the industry and we take questions from our guild on Board Game Geek. So that's about a uh, 45 minutes every week we post that podcast. And we, I also post it on YouTube. Uh, I also do Board Game Breakfast on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And that's a live stream with Tom Vassell and Z Garcia. And we basically talk about, again, news, mostly around the new games coming out and announced. So I don't really do that on Board Games Insider. It's more like deep industry stuff. So this is more game-centric. Uh, and then we play a little game show. Uh, Tom usually runs a contest there. And it's just fun for an hour, and Tom and I beating each other up and Z, and Z holding us apart. So that's just a lot of fun to do. Um, yeah, I love watching besides, that as well. It's, it's a good show. Thank you. Thank you. And then besides that, I, um, I'm maintaining the, the, the persona, I guess you can say, of the pod father of gaming. I was given the moniker Podfather a long time ago uh, because I was appearing on everybody's podcast. And I still am doing it. I'm appearing on as many, if not more now in retirement than I was even during working there. So uh, now I, so there are a lot of people who say the Podfather because it was a big, 
thing to do that for various reasons. So now I'm the pod father of gaming and uh, I'm doing all of these media centric things and I'm posting about things that I do in my life and stuff like that. And certainly once I can travel more uh, and do more stuff, you know, that I can show people that I'm doing besides sitting in my house here in these four walls. Uh, that's going to be fun as well. Certainly going to be going to all the major conventions and things like that for the foreseeable future. Cause I just want to see friends again. I mean, there's so many industry friends and so many people like you that I, you know, I, I get to see at these things that are just kind of fun. So all of that's what's going to happen in my life uh, from now until, you know, I, I get too old. I'm not that old. I just retired because well, I could, so now I can just enjoy life. That's perfect. Yeah, and I, I, of course, for me, you know, starting my podcast, the, the first guest that came to mind was, of course, the Podfather. I mean, I have oh, to, you know, I, 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 I should nice. be honest, I did invite Tom Vassell as well. <laughs> but, but, but I'm first. You're first. Yeah. Tom said he had a lot to do. And, you know, they're running their Kickstarter yeah. and everything. So, yeah, exactly. Oh, I hope he, I hope he does come. He, I mean, he is, a, he is truly a very busy person. I mean, because he's got to run. And he has a lot of people, though. He has he employs yeah. at least yeah. some a lot of full time and some part time. He employs a lot of people to to put that much content up. And I'm happy that he asked me to be part of it. Uh, he he was one of the few people that knew that retirement was coming. You know, for a three, four, or six months beforehand, I kind of told him and I said, "Hey, if we want to do a little bit more together, that would be great." I'm not going to work. I don't want any money, but if I, I if we want to do some more more stuff together, let me know. And then he came up with me, you know, co-hosting board game breakfast. And then of course you'll see me once the conventions are running. You'll see me at you know Dice Tower East, Dice Tower West, the cruises, Dice Tower Cruise. I'm going to be you know a staple on those things as well. So looking forward to more and more things like that um, to stay on the media side, stay a little relevant within the industry. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I I, I do want to ask you. I mean, you said you've been a gamer uh, for your whole life, sort of, or uh, did you sure. play games as a, as a kid and did you grow up playing games and, and is it the natural part of your... I did uh, in all in all respects. Obviously, it was, you know, back back then in the 60s and 70s. No, you're not that old, right? You, you said you're... I'm not that no, old, no, no, no. But I am. I mean, I, um, I'm 59 right now. Uh, uh, so not when most people retire, but I was happy that I could. Um, but, you know... Growing up back then, it's the mass market games, it's the monopolies and the saris and a, a whole bunch of weird games like that that like Milton Bradley was bringing out the uh, um, some of these high like high tech for the time the games that talked to you. There was a little record oh, yeah, yeah, player. Yeah. There's a game I always remember is called Voice of the Mummy. I should just go get a copy of this thing. I you know it's like you know it's like Dark Tower, which I had that as well. It was such a novel thing that they put into this. Um, that I would want it as a kid and I loved it. So in the one, the voice of the mummy had this, like, I don't know, I'd say it's a uh, four inch, which is like a, a 10 centimeter ish um, um, disc in there. That was like a, like a, like a mini, like a single almost, you know, yeah. you know, the old yeah. 45 singles that you would put in there. And, and every once in a while you did something on the game, you had to push a button and then it would play randomly play some part of that disc. Uh, it was so to me that was like the coolest thing in the world but so 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 silly things like that and then I then I you know I, I went from that and I graduated to uh, to some of the Avalon 
hill style games as I got like into high school. Mostly I was, I was less playing them and more interested in reading the rules of these war games and oh, things like that. Okay. But then I played a little bit yeah. of them. I, I did play some. Uh, and I went through the, the entire cycle as, as, um, as computer gaming became a thing, like in yeah. the late 80s, I was playing on the Apple II Plus, which is what I had back then. In the 90s, we had the CCG boom. So I played Magic uh, in the 90s. I played um, a card game called Vampire, the Eternal Struggle, which uh, was actually started. It was called Jahan based on darkness. That was a phenomenal play CCG. And then the board game revolution really occurred in the 90s. And I just ate that up, loved it. And I said to myself that, um, you know, this is really what I want to be doing. I want to be sitting around a table and competing or cooperating with friends while you have an adult beverage. That was just the thing I love to do. Oh, and always, always have been a, uh, a role player um, oh, okay. since the beginning, since, since late, you know, late high school years into college. And I, and I still play right now. Oh, right. Yeah. That, that, that's one area that I, I never got into and, I have friends playing role-playing games. They're like asking me, oh, do you want to join? For I'm scared to do it because I will probably fall in love with it. And then I don't have the time to, <laughs> to like do right. board games and role-playing games. It's the same with the miniature game scene as well. Like people playing X-Wing. And they're like, oh, you should join us for an X-Wing. You're like, yeah, I could try it. But I don't want like I know myself. I, I, if I get too invested in it, then I'll, I'll spend way too much money and too much time on it. So it's it's better to you. stay away. And and then you you decided to to publish games your own and, and on your own and start up a whole company to do it and and I mean that's that must be a huge step from like you know playing games in the evenings with friends and everything and then it it certainly was a a, um, a leap no, no doubt it was a it was a leap I have I had and and continued during the stronghold time to have a very good job uh, in IT oh, okay. on yeah. on Wall Street I lived in the I lived in New Jersey uh, at the time. Now I'm in Florida, but I lived in New Jersey and I had a very good job uh, there. Uh, so yeah, thinking about like, well, I, I was watching the market. Essentially I was watching. So during the, the early 2000s and I start seeing these companies like popping up, these smaller companies, some of them were doing it right. Some of them were not doing it right. And I can tell it was kind of a wild west of, of, of companies that, Many did not understand good business practices. They just didn't. And I could tell. So I said to myself, uh, I'm a gamer. I love this. Why can't I start a company, bring some, some smart business practices to it and do it better than others that were out there at the time? Uh, so that in 2009, uh, I started Stronghold Games and we had our first game out in, in 2010. Uh, and uh, my goal for Stronghold was to find games that were in demand but out of print. Oh, so okay. like Survive, Escape from Atlantis. It was it, it, that that combined game. It came it came out under two different names in two different like locations. So that game sort of became the hallmark of the early part of Stronghold. But yeah. we also did other other reprints of games. Code Seven 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 was a reprint. Confusion. We rethemed it to a spy game, but it was a, a reprint of a game um, out of Germany. And uh, Outpost and a, a whole bunch of them that we, we said, there's demand for these games, let's bring them back so we have instant demand for whatever we're, we're doing at the time. Uh, and then 
we started doing some games internally uh, with designers, um, some note, some of notes, some new ones, core worlds uh, and space cadets lines. Uh, we really had a lot of success with that. And then as I was doing that and I was traveling to various, uh, you know, traveling to Essen, basically, I was making relationships with great German uh, and, and Finnish publishers and I was saying, let's partner to do games and I will take the either North American rights or English worldwide rights kind of thing. And we would create bigger games from that. We would get more distribution on games. And that became the hallmark of what Stronghold did. Get finding great partnerships to, to work with, great, great publishers outside the US and bringing those games for uh, either North American or worldwide distribution. And it was very successful and obviously made the company um, very uh, uh, attractive for a, uh, for a merger with a, another company of a similar size, Indie Boards and Cards. Yeah. And at, at one, one point, I, I assume you sat down and tried the, the, a prototype of Terraforming Mars and, and, or uh, an early game. Yeah, the Terraforming Mars story is, is a great story. It, it started where uh, I was doing a lot of games in space, a lot of those, I mean, the two of the, those IPs I just mentioned, Core Worlds and Space Cadets, right? These, big, these are my, one, were my big, big IPs at the time set in space um, in, in one, one form or another. And my printer, um, who I was doing a lot of printing with was Ludofact in Germany, the largest printer of board games, I think in the world oh, at yeah. this point. Yeah. Uh, my good buddy, Frank Yeager over there said, you know, and he would like it, he would introduce me to people. I was like, Frank, if you know anybody uh, who's, you know, what you do doing some partners make sure you let me know. So and he would do that occasionally. Well, then one, one, one Essen or it was before Essen. I don't remember the exact timing. He said, there's this small company in Sweden that has got this game set in space looks interesting. We're going to be doing the production. They could use a strong partner. Why don't you talk to them? Of course, I'll talk to anybody. So I started talking to Frick's Games about this game called Terraforming Mars. We met uh, in Essen in 2014. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was that. We met then and we took the prototype home and I said, okay, this is good but this needs some work. There's gotta be a few other things here to really make this thing to be what it could be. So I got a friend uh, who did some development for me to go deep dive into this and work very closely with Frick's Games. They wanted to have the game out for Essen 2015. Oh yeah. And yeah. we did, we said, guys, don't not do that. Let's not rush this thing. So the game actually came out uh, at Gen Con 2016 was the first time that game was seen. Actually, we had some copies at Origins 2016, just uh, 300 copies. They sold out in like the first hours, like forget it. Then obviously Gen Con, the thing became big. And then Essen, it was, it was immense that year, uh, wonderful. And we couldn't keep the game in stock for the longest time. But it was that extra year, let's call it 10 months or so, of, of making sure that game was perfect that really went from, okay, this is cool, interesting, to just setting it over the top. Uh, and I think that all of us, Fricks Games, Stronghold Games, and gamers worldwide uh, can't, would, would come to appreciate the amount of extra work that we all did to make sure that game was was truly a great game. Yeah, I, I remember talking to, to Jacob Frixelis about that, that he had some 
like he, as he told me, it was like over complex when he when he started with it, and then he had to like cut it down and, and find a good balance of like he wanted to do everything at once at first. Like, I think. Yeah, like any like right, like any good designer, yeah. you you you, you kind of you start with something, and then you I mean sometimes you have to add to it because there's not enough to it, but a lot of times you peel back, uh, and that, that that's almost a uh, an axiom of of many creative outlets. When you're a writer, yeah, yeah, writers yeah. write, they just write and they write and they write. And then they look at their sentences. I'm like, those are horrible. And then they, they <laughs> yeah. peel back the words, right? They, they streamline what they've written and they condense and, and, you know, and they expound upon areas where they need to. But for the most part, it's, it's that editing and pulling things out that makes something really great in the end. Um, with Terraforming Mars, they were close enough where we didn't, we weren't pulling things out. We were, we were almost segmenting uh, things. The game didn't have the sort of the three modes that it has right now: the beginner corpse, uh, and the uh, and the advanced, and then the corporate oh, yeah. error. Yeah. So it had, has kind of three modes. Most people just, oh, they're gamers; they just go right to the to the top. So they did that. It also one of the biggest changes that we 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 pushed in was two actions per turn. It was one action. But ah, that, yeah. that completely removes the combos that are so great in yeah. any card driven game, right? I'm going to play this card, which then gives me this so that I can play this card, right? Exactly, Those combos. Yeah. Or I'm going to take this action on the board, which enables me to do, oh, or no, play this card, which then enables me to take the mile, you know, get that milestone or yeah. that award. And the, those things are huge because, and that's such a, it's a, it's a great visceral feeling as a gamer to be able to, do two things at once to achieve something and that was a huge thing in the game um that when we when we convinced them that that was the right thing to do two actions per turn yeah. that took that really set it apart and then then i mean a lot of especially some of my friends they really like to do like one action a turn and just stall and find the right and it's a lot of strategy involved in that as well and i think that's kind of rare right i don't i can't recall that many board games that you can do one or two actions it's more like you do this amount of actions and that's it I couldn't tell you. I mean, I would think that it's it's not it's we're not the first certainly no, doing no. that. That there are there are other ones that have that have implemented. I can't think of it. Um, but sure, I when I'm playing, yeah, normally I take one action. I want to see I want to see what evolves on the turn before I do too much. Yeah. But when you have the ability to get something extra by taking two actions. A lot of times, and here's a perfect example of taking two, like uh, taking a two action turn. When somebody raises like the temperature by one, and you see that you're two away from getting a bonus if yeah, you raise yeah, the yeah. temperature yeah. again, then you like go bang bang, raise the temperature twice, and get that, and get that extra whatever it is. You know, yeah, you exactly. There's a lot of. I mean, that's a very interesting as well with the whole planning, like. Okay, so I don't want to race it so that there's. Two I don't steps want to do that because I know yeah. that he's going to be able to do <laughs> exactly. it later. He's yeah. going to be able to do it. So absolutely. So I'm yeah. I'm one of those people that stalls too. I mean, yeah. not, not to stall the game down, but just to play it slow, play it slow, and then pounce right. Yeah. And then you're like bang bang, I get all that stuff. So, uh, I yeah, there's there's a lot of strategy in the timing of actions and when you need to take them, especially when you're talking about the milestones and the awards, where like. There's only X number of those, right? So we're only gonna only gonna be able to get three of them. So when am I? When can I race up there to grab one of those things? It's it's important in the game. That's and that's where the game is really won in those in those milestones and awards. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's the whole. That's why I love the game that much. I think. I mean, the whole. I mean, I love the card play and everything. And mm -hmm. 
but but there the interaction between the players where especially with some of the expansions as well like turmoil you want to stall him and see i don't want to go into the parliament until you do it so yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's great and i also now what was it like a week ago that that i, I saw your post on, on facebook about the um the card game coming up and that was totally news to me uh, and i was I, at first i had to i mean i had to read it twice i'm like what is this i i I don't understand. <laughs> so uh, that, yeah, we, that's been in, obviously been in the works for a while. I knew about it, even though I'm not, not working oh, yeah, there yeah. anymore and, and, and I'm not privy to things going on the inside. I can always ask, you know, you know, I always ask the Kira, our marketing consultant, they like, Hey, what's coming up next and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't get the reports anymore like that. That's not my business. Um, but I knew about this obviously it was going on um, while I was there and uh that project is uh, is a joint project um, with Jacob and the Fricks guys, where um, we proposed the design and then they worked on it. So um, this is actually a first time when Stronghold Games drove to get that game done versus oh, okay. yeah. versus Fricks Games, who constantly are bringing out the pieces. We created the idea and then we worked with them to to flesh it all out. Internally, it was called Project Meatball just because we could then talk about it like you know when we're together at a convention or something like that like oh, so yeah, yeah. What's, the, what's the status on meatball did you work out the the issue with the card with this and then no one would know what the heck we're talking about so <laughs> um but yeah so that was that's been going on for um hmm i believe we finally proposed that uh early in 2020 uh january of 2020 where and then the and the game they already had the uh, the good skeleton of the game uh proposed it to them showed it and they were like well yeah this is great uh and then worked on it for a year essentially almost almost a year made the announcement and now it's going on to kickstarter uh next month i think it's on the, okay. the, the i think it's i think it'll be on kickstarter february 12th or something like that 19th wow. something like that well, that's not that uh, far away. That's oh yeah, no, yeah. it's it's uh, less than a month or about yeah. a month. It's, yeah, I think it's I think it's maybe the ninth or the sixteenth. It'll be on Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah, I was I mean I was expecting the dice game because that one I have tried the prototype and and, and you know talked to to the Freaks Brothers about and so on. So, and I I don't know if the dice game is I. I don't know if Dice is that their own thing. Maybe, maybe that's not. That is their that that is their own uh, their own design. We we felt that it wasn't ready. And you know, when you have such a great IP like this, you don't want to bring any product out that's not ready. You know, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to hurt the the brand exactly. Terraforming yeah. Mars yeah. by bringing out something that's just not really doing something different for the you know for the brand. Uh, so that's why we. We drove completely the, um, the the big box, right? I mean, yeah. that's something yeah. that that we we said like, guys, everybody is in, everybody's out there making three D terrain for this game. Yeah, let's make three D terrain. Let's do it better and cheaper. Like so, for a hundred, I think the full price was one hundred and fifty US dollars. You're gonna get a solution, all three new special tiles, everything in, um, and you know, so. We ran the Kickstarter for them. They, of course, get lots of money from the Kickstarter, you know, with us, and uh, and we got this great, amazing product, which should deliver. It was expected delivery of March, 2021. I would say delivery will start going out around then into April because it's a big. It was a yeah. 25,000 backers on that <laughs> thing. So, 
Um, that's not a truly, that's certainly not a new game. There were three new tiles, but that's not a new game. Uh, but that was the first thing that we really pushed to help them. And, and that thing did amazingly well, obviously on Kickstarter. Yeah. And then this new game is brand new. It uses the, the concepts, the themes and the names from the original base game, but now implements it as truly, truly a card game instead of being card board and this and things like that. Yeah. yeah, it sounds exciting. I mean, as you say, there with the IP is you know, it's so strong and everything. So, like, just someone mentioning, oh, Terraforming Mars and whatever game, then you know, I'll a lot of people, including me, will be interested. So you don't want to be get dis- you don't want to be disappointed then when it arrives sure. either, because as you say, then that's gonna hurt. I mean, there are a few that uh, you know, Castles of Burgundy have like a, a card game, a dice game, and it is a dice games or i mean it, it, the difference between those are very small basically it's just the same game is just doing it a little bit differently so uh, yeah, i am i'm excited for that i think it's also cool with the uh, with the big box like i just got this anachrony infinity big box right which is mm-hmm. you know it was insane it, it, it took like hours to organize and everything <laughs> but i like the idea i like the idea of big boxes that that's a cool thing yeah uh, and i think that's going to be something that's you know more are going to do right People love that stuff on Kickstarter. So yeah, I mean those, and that's you know Kickstarter is like made for that kind of thing when you when you're putting toys basically, right? Yeah, like miniatures <laughs> are like toys. Uh, in this case, terrain is like a toy. It's like this beautiful little piece that you're going to be putting there. Um, so it's uh, it's somewhere between creating a collector's edition, but and creating an accessory. I like to think it's basically an accessory. You yeah. get storage. You get these pieces that'll sit there nicely. You can play with them or without them. It's a uh, big box was a was a real passion and love project um when it was envisioned and that i think that worked out so well certainly um in all of the stages beforehand and i can't wait to see it i can't wait to see the final delivery which yeah. is be pretty soon i have to ask you as well because i i do know you you mentioned the legacy game at some point has anything else happened on that or is it just an idea so far or? every time that i i mention anything that i know have knowledge of I get in trouble. <laughs> okay. That's not been announced. So all I'll say is that it is certainly, uh, it is a hundred percent certainly a possibility. Yeah. And of course, it, it and and you know, a hundred percent serious. Uh, it certainly was not a priority. Um, you know, over the last year when when it was full working on the the big box, full working on the card game, uh, Ares Expedition, right? That's the name of yeah, the uh, Terraformers, yeah. Ares Expedition, which is Terraformers, the card game. Uh, those were the priorities. And specifically, uh, we told Fricks, the dice game needs work. So back yeah. burn to that while we do this. And Legacy would even be a lower possible priority to that, yeah. though. Uh, maybe, that's a lot maybe of work, com- I assume. Maybe <laughs> competing with the priority on the dice game. But really, but honestly, I truly don't have more information on that. Um, I would only suspect now, and this is complete supposition, that they would be picking that up as more of an important project uh, during 2021. So therefore, not delivering till 2022, oh, yeah. 23. We got some. That's that. It requires a lot of work to get to get a legacy game right. And depending on what diff, what are you going to do differently in the legacy game too? Are you going to terraforming Mars again and again and again? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe there's other ways of yeah of of implementing it that makes more sense and that's that's one of the thoughts of how you'd go 
do something truly different in the world of terraforming Mars as a legacy yeah. game. So did you play anything recently that you, you got excited about? Last night I, uh, I, um, I played not alone, which is, you know, oh. a strong old game oh, yeah, yeah. Um, online uh, with a, uh, a fun group that I have done uh, some role playing with as an NPC about a year ago. Um, they're, they're called the, the incorrigible party, really nice people that I see at conventions. Uh, and they invite us to, Hey, say, we want to put, we want to live stream a game. Would you want to play? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, what do you want to do? And like, we talk about, it. I'm like, how about not alone where I'll play the creature. I don't know if you know the game. Do you know oh yeah. The game, yeah. Not alone? I, I played so, it just recently and I, I have okay. to go check out that video as well. That, that sounds fun. I have, um, I, uh, they're, they're going to be posting the video very soon. Um, and I have, I have it too. I'll post it on my channel when I'll tell everybody what my channel is in a little while. Um, but um, yeah, so I played not alone in a live stream last night, had a great time doing that. Um, I've been playing a lot of stuff online because, you yeah. know, that's just kind of the thing we do um, these days, right? A lot of party games with people. I get together every, every Saturday uh, night and play like, and play Jackbox games and play concept and play code names, lots of things. And I love party games. I'm a big, big social party game kind of person. Um, but the other bigger games I've been playing, I'm in the middle of a, of a big Gloomhaven campaign with my girlfriend. Uh, really digging that. I think Gloomhaven is genius. The, 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 the first game or the Joseph of the Lion? The first one. The first one. Oh. The first one, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're in the midst of that. I mean, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay in that oh, yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. So, so I backed the Frosthaven Kickstarter. I can't yeah. wait to that arrive. But I'm not even going to be, I mean, that's not going to arrive until like probably late this year. Anyway, Which is a good thing, I think, because then we have time to. Take your time. Take yeah. your time. Don't worry about it. Like, I've got so much gameplay in, the, yeah. in, in, in Gloomhaven and Joys of the Lion that I don't have to worry about it. Um, and uh, so that's been that's been a ton of fun. I got, actually, we had put it on the side for the holidays. We got to get that back out. But I've been playing in a, um, a weekly Pathfinder first edition role-playing campaign. So I've gotten back to role-playing again. Oh. And that's been so exciting after a hiatus of several years. Once I, I left New Jersey and I lost my, my game group up there and I lost my role-playing group. Um, now we're playing on Zoom, of course, and it works great. Role-playing games work great over Zoom, uh, and it does, yeah. and and it's and it's been fantastic um, embracing this whole thing. Again, I'm a huge D and D player from the long for the longest time since since I since high school, as I mentioned. Um, so Pathfinder First Edition is very similar to uh, Dungeons and Dragons 3.5. It's a little bit of a they they modified it a little bit. And so it was easy to get into. I don't, you know, not that many rules differences. So it was, it was a perfect thing to do uh, and loving it. Absolutely loving the whole thing. And, you know, it really, really gives me that, that role playing itch. It just it makes me get that again. And I just, I just love that. So that's, those have been the things I've been spending the most time on game wise. Okay. Uh, as you say that with the, with the Zoom gaming and uh, board game arena and, I, I feel like I almost game more these days than I did back in the days <laughs> when I could meet my friends. <laughs> Maybe, right? It's kind of funny, right? And I play a lot of Werewolf, uh, of course, on Zoom. And I must ask you as well: Is there? I mean, have you? Do you like Werewolf or, or the Mafia? Love style? Werewolf. I love. Well, I love. I love social deduction games uh, quite a bit. Love Werewolf. I I've been meaning to show up, and then I keep forgetting that that that's the Dice Tower group. Then Tom yeah. Tom does. I have to just. Uh, tell tom one you know say tom I'll, I'll show up as a 
you know special thing on like next Sunday or something like that. That would be so fun if you showed up. I mean, he's doing games now again, like once a week or so. And um... yeah, no, I'll um, I I just just got to make make the point to do that. It's every Sunday night, right? Isn't that how it works? Well, I he varies between Friday, okay. Saturday, and Sunday. And, okay. Uh, and I, I know Jason Jason Levine is very active, of course, in the group. Well, he's placed mostly blood on the clock tower these days, but. But he, he uh, I think he mentioned you as well. Like he, he was trying to drag you in at some point, I think. he was on At your... one point, yeah. <laughs> so so as a gamer, are you a collector or are you more of a, like, do you play the games that you have or do you have a lot of games in shrink in your shelves? I have many games in the on the, on the shelves. Shelves of <laughs> yeah, shame, shelves. without a doubt. <laughs> shelves of shame. Um, when I moved to Florida, I obviously took the whole, the whole collection. I, I actually pared down a bunch before I, I moved here. Um, uh, I don't know how many I, I got. I, I gave away. I gave. I gave to friends, or I. I gave to Goodwill. You know, for them to yeah, sell. Yeah. Um, uh, but then when I got here and I put them all out, I literally put out. I have this thirty-foot wall. I never even. I, this, I, I don't have that big of a house. And in New Jersey, my house was much bigger, and I didn't have a thirty-foot wall. But the way they build homes in florida like once they build them very close to each other yeah. and one side has no windows so you're not like looking into your neighbor's like oh, bedroom okay. or yeah, bathroom yeah. and the and then the other sides of course have all windows so on that wall which goes from the front of the house to the back of the house is 30 feet long and i put five of those calyx Oh yeah, yeah, the classic five by five yeah, shelves, yeah. which oh wow, which comes from your country, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Of, yeah. That's, right? the, that's what uh, Sweden is known for these days. <laughs> that's right, IKEA, right? So I have, I put five five by fives, and literally it fit with a centimeter to spare, <laughs> and I'm not joking. About a half inch, I can barely put my finger <laughs> at the end of that. I and I didn't realize that. I said, oh yeah, the, the floor plan. I'm gonna have two and a half inches. Fine. You forget about the the moldings on the floor. Oh, yeah. And on yeah. one side, there's um, windowsills that come out and they're made of marble. So I was about to get a little saw and like carve oh, wow. into it, but I didn't have to. It was about <laughs> a half inch extra. I just, it was like perfect. Like it was built for there. Uh, and I put all the games in there, all the games fit, but like literally it's completely full of the five by five. And then there's stuff on top. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to do another, I'm going to do another purge where I just get rid of like stuff that, Look, I'll, I know I'll never play some of the games that I got in SN and I was going, well, basically we looked at them to check them out, yeah. you know, to see if we were going to co-publish and we didn't. They never, they weren't all that good, but some of them made it onto my shelves because they were fully fleshed out games. They weren't a prototype. They were nice looking games. So I'm going to get rid of, I don't know, 20% of that to make room for anything new that shows up, you know, so, uh, Yes, I'm a collector, but you know I am a player, and I, I know the games I really like. And if somebody comes over and says, "Oh, you have that, love to play it," I'm like, "Can you teach?" Yeah, okay. Open the shrink. Let's go. I don't. I never keep keep a game in a shrink just to keep it in shrink. If you know what I mean, right? Yeah, so I'm not yeah. like, it's not like, oh, that game must always be pristine. I think games are meant to be played. So even though even though I can say collector. I will play any game and I will whatever it takes to play it. And I have no problem stickering legacy games and I play you the games you have. Yeah. You can always get another one if you have to have it. And even when it has a little wear on it, I don't care. That shows that I loved it and I played it and I enjoyed it with friends. So I'm good. All right. That, that's a great uh, note to end on, I think. Uh, you know, Excellent. That's... 
And I know that's what combines all of us, like this love for gaming and 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 this excitement that we will have for like. Well, I mean, I'm you know all this like yeah, you put a put a game on your shelf and you have like it's it's almost the expectation of when you're going to play it. It's 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 almost better than actually playing the games. <laughs> Ah, uh, but you know, I never knew how good Gloomhaven was. Like, for instance, I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, I think I'm not sure if I've, you know, it's the number one game on Board Game Geek, so it sells itself, of course. Yeah. But I think I've sold a lot of games for Isaac Childers because I keep talking about it. Like, God, this thing is genius, and he did it again with a smaller version. Oh yeah, and that's he's even doing better, it again with a yeah. big, yeah. a bigger, another version. So it's like, good on him. I mean, I, I'm really, I'm really happy. I know, I know, Isaac. Uh, I see him at the conventions. He's a good guy and he's got a good infrastructure of people around him too. So, but yeah, I mean, love, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great bond that we all have in this love of gaming and bringing in the new game and then experiencing that again, you know, with, with, with friends and in a, a new experience with them. So it's, um, it's something that keeps us bonded together. And I think it's, you know, it's something that we can continue doing is throughout our lives. It's not like, oh, yeah. well, yeah. I can't play sports anymore because of my back and this, I can always sit down and play a game with you, right? So, very happy about it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Thank you so much, Stephen, for joining the show. Uh, it's been an honor to have you on the premiere episode. Thank you for having me. This is this is absolutely awesome. I really appreciate it. It was a great conversation. If you don't mind, I'll tell people where they can find me. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, on Facebook, um, you can go to the Pod Father of Gaming page. And you can like that page. We also have a group to have, to have some chats going on. Uh, I run events. The biggest event I do is twice a week. I have happy hour with the Podfather, and that's a live Zoom event. Everybody is invited. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Thursdays and 4 p.m. Eastern time on Sundays. And that's the one where we get some Europeans, we get some Germans and some English that, that show up occasionally there. Uh, you can also find me on Board Games Insider, my podcast with Ignacy Chevichek of Portal Games. You can get that wherever you find podcasts. Um, watch me on the Dice Tower in many different ways, but Board Game Breakfast at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I do that every week. My YouTube channel where I post some of the things that I do is called Podfather Gaming on YouTube. Go subscribe there. You'll get noticed when I put things up. And I'm putting things up like two, two to three times a week over there. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. This I'll, has been, this I'll has put, been great. I'll put all of these links in the show notes as well so you can find them. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Steven, and, and let's move on to the, the next segment. All right, so that was amazing to have that chat with Steven. Thank you so much for joining Steven. As, as I said there, uh, all the links and everything will be in the show notes, so you can check out his, his stuff and his content on the internet as well. And in the next segment here, it's going to be a little bit of a, again, introductory segment because my idea here is that we're going to have a bit of questions and answers in here as well for future uh, episodes but in order to have that you guys need to send me questions <laughs> i don't have any questions right now my mailbox is all empty it's not really empty there's a lot of mails but anyway you can send your questions to bgwniramas at gmail.com and this is the time where I wish I could point at something and say, oh, just like you can see it there, which I usually do in my videos. I'm so used to that, like, oh, you can see it right there because I always have the text or the BGW near us or at BGW near us in my videos. There's nothing I can point at now. I can point as much as I want. You're not gonna see it anyway. So it's gonna be in the show notes as well, of course, my email address. You can send me questions about me personally. You can send me questions about Draco, uh, about the channel, about games, game questions, anything you want. 
It's going to be a mix, uh, depending on how many questions come in, obviously, but the idea is to have sort of a mix of things that we will talk about. Back and forth, up and down, high and low, it's going to be interesting and I look forward to getting questions from you. So send your questions, you know, for the next episode or, you know, for March or whatever. It's going to be once a month, so, you know, this is January, obviously. Uh, next up here we have February. I don't really know right now who's going to be the guest. There's going to be a mix of guests as well. I'm going to try to, you know, mix in people, uh, you know, friends or people from the hobby, from the industry. It could be like publishers, it could be design, game designers, uh, fellow content creators, it could be gamers and I don't know. We'll see where it ends up. But I like the idea of just like mixing and just, you know, basically helping out, giving a voice to, to a lot of people as well. And like people in the hobby like if you're a content creator or if, if you have you know if you're a publisher if you're a designer uh, if you have a game store if you're just a plain old enthusiastic board gamer you know you can always send me an email as well and just you know just suggest uh, that you know we could do a, something together or you know you can come as a guest on the show that's always fun and i think that's going to be a little bit of the theme for me uh in this you know new year 2021 it's going to be the theme for me like i, I want to cooperate more with, with people like I want to you know it, that's that's the main thing the main positive thing again that I bring from 2020 with me is the whole like I said the werewolf group but but also this like corporations I did a cooperation with like uh, Rob's gaming table and before you play and uh, the other 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 people as well I'm sorry if I'm forgetting someone here but like I, just the whole idea of like getting together I mean we're all in this because we love audience right and we love gaming and we love talking about gaming or showing games or whatever uh so you know let's do it together let's get together and do more things uh cooperatively that's a hard word for a sweet cooperatively as well so in this segment there's going to be questions and answers since I don't have any questions and answers here let's just skip this segment and just move on to the next one in and with that is the last one where I will talk about uh you know upcoming things for the channel upcoming games and so on uh so let's just head over there okay so we are back for the last segment of the podcast and in this one I will spend a few minutes here talking about what's coming up what am I going to do in between this episode and the next episode and basically then like in a year if you you know listen back you know well that's kind of weird but if you would listen back or you know in theory if you will listen into the future then you would sort of get a timeline of what I've been doing and what I am doing and you know I can listen to myself later on and just compare it's sort of like a diary as well which actually the whole YouTube project is for me it's really fun like every you know every year break when we get to the to the new years uh, I do go back and look at okay what I have what I have been filming this year and that's like reminding me like I can see okay so in May I filmed this game oh yeah I picked that up and I played it with my friends and I get all these you know great memories and so on so for me myself I mean obviously I make videos and I make content for other people to enjoy as well but I do enjoy watching back as well not watching the whole videos obviously but like just seeing that oh yeah, yeah I did that video then but anyway let's talk about the future here so basically if I look at my shelf and, and what I'm planning here for for the upcoming weeks well first of all the main thing I think is the Anachrony Infinity Box I got the Anachrony Infinity Box it's huge it's so cool. I really love it. And I'm excited to play Anachrony and, you know, play the the new expansions. There's two new expansions and there's a new solo opponent, solo mode as well, which I really look forward to try. So that's something I really will bring to the table. It's a bit fiddly to, you know, put it up on the table. It's a lot of stuff, but I will get into it. And I will, you know, I'm basically what I do, I'm some behind the scenes here, what I usually do is I, 
you know, I put up the game, I play like once or twice off cam, you know, taking it easy, reading the rule book, going through things, uh, getting, you know, comfortable with the game and the rules. And then I'll put on the camera and I'll make a solo playthrough or a live stream or a playing with Draco and so on. Draco does love to hug the box and, you know, support me. So there's probably going to be a solo playthrough of Anachrony with the new expansion, the Fractures of Time. That's the main one. So I look forward to that. And I have been saying for a long time that I, I'm, I'm going to do a solo playthrough of Anachrony. So it's it, it's really, you know, due to, to make that happen. So that's the main game, I think, that's going to be. Then, of course, off cam, I will continue my, I'm playing Together with Draco, we are playing the uh, Pandemic Legacy Season Zero campaign and we have done five, I, we have done May now. So we have done five out of the 12 months or games, sort of, depending on how well you do. If you fail, then you redo the same month. So we have basically seven, between seven and 14 games left to play. Really enjoy it, having a really good time. Uh, can't really talk about it because it's a legacy game. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a lot of cool stuff happening in the game and we still have a bunch of boxes and envelopes and whatnot to open that we haven't seen yet. So yeah, I'm really excited for that. I love legacy stuff in games. It's the whole, you know, being a kid, opening boxes, oh, and then, oh, what is this? And finding new stuff, all that in the game. And the game itself is also very good. And we're also going to continue playing Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. That's also off cam. I already did four live streams playthroughs that you can go check out if you haven't gloomhaven jaws of the lion was my favorite game that was released in 2020 such a good game such a good game and i will we'll continue playing that with draco as well uh we're having a good time hanging out just two guys playing and we have some music in the background you know relaxing and trying to beat those uh, nasty nasty creatures so that's like off cam and then of course an accurate on cam then something i will work a lot on these upcoming weeks that you won't really see me doing, but you will see the result of it, is of course my own game, Dracula's Adventure. Uh, it's coming to Kickstarter uh, Jan uh, February 23rd. February 23rd, it's gonna be on Kickstarter. You can go check it out then. There's already a preview page, again, link in the show notes. There's already a preview page where you can, you know, um, follow it on Kickstarter. So you will get like a message from Kickstarter when it launches. And yeah, it's gonna be so much fun. I, I am working on, the final details basically because the game itself is complete it's made it's a racing game where you try to get gather meatballs and you all have a little draco in different colors the really lovely little draco meatballs and you're racing on this like card based board basically that and you're you know playing cards drafting cards programming cards in order to um, move forward and, and get meatballs and there's a lot of obstacles you need to you know over overcome as well as you do this journey and whoever gets to the end first will get to the holy grail of meatballs and get all the meatballs in the world if you ask draco i, I don't really I, I think that's kind of fake news because there's a, i've been telling draco this there's a lot of people have they have like meatballs in the freezer right so how are you supposed to get them? Like they're going to be in people's homes and it, there's no way. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, that's what Draco says, that you get all the meatballs in the world if you win the game. And that's going to be really fun. I need to do the Kickstarter page. Uh, I started doing it, but there's a lot of work to do there with like pictures and text and you know, all the all the shipping thing. That's kind of exciting for me. I, I don't like that part. I have to, you know, I have like a shipping to this country and to that country and and so on so that you guys when you when you back it that you know how much you're paying in shipping right i gotta get a, get that out there uh also i am right now i got one sample i'm waiting for one more sample for a deluxe first play marker so that's something that will be in there as well and and i'm waiting to see how that turns out and right now 
Well, the plan is, and it, it's going to happen, it's going to be two different pledge levels. So it's going to be the, the basic version where you get the game, uh, everything included, obviously, and you get like a uh, cardboard divider in the box for the cards. And then you also get a first player card. So you have a card that you pass around the table who is the first player, because that's fairly important in the game. But then there's also going to be a deluxe version with the E-Raptor insert. I'm so excited for that E-Raptor made an insert for the game. It's so cool. Uh, wooden insert, really nice. It's cut out. It has room for all the pieces and the cards. It's so cool. And, and that's, you know, I, I just made the deal with them. So that is, you know, that's going to happen. It's going to be so cool. And I really like E-Raptor as well. I must say, I mean, I've, I've been reviewing their inserts a lot. And, and I really, you know, I have a good contact with them and I, I like what we're doing together. So, so that's going to be awesome. And they're also going to be a first player marker and that's not decided yet if it, how it's going to look and what it's going to be. But I'm, I'm working on some samples now with different uh, people that can create that for me. Uh, so that's going to be like in the deluxe version, you're not just going to have a card, you're going to have an actual figure, uh, like a meeple thing, sort of acrylic as a first player token. So it's easier to see across the table who is the first player. So that's what I'm working on now, and I will be working on all the way up to uh, you know 23rd of February when it launches. But then, of course, there's going to be a lot of work after that as well. And the plan is that if you know if it funds, if if people appreciate it, uh, if they back it, then there's also you know going to be a lot of work after that, like the whole you know summer. Basically, I'm planning to to work on distribution, getting it out to the stores, getting out to the backers. Of course, I have this great cooperation, of course, with the publisher, and the publisher is also the manufacturer, uh, the, the game prototyper, gameprototyper.com, uh, my friend Albin. Uh, so it's producing, it's being produced in Sweden, it's being manufactured in Sweden, uh, like that as well. It's, it's not like shipped all over the world. I, I do think you should consider those things as well for, for, you know, environmental issues, but also for, you know, just a feeling of like, I will be able to, you know, it's, it's a, an hour drive for me to go over to the, the uh, factory go check that out, you know, see when it's being produced, which I really like. So I can, you know, if something is in a, if something wrong or it's like, oh, this color doesn't match well, well, then we can fix it right away. I don't need to like have correspondence with some some Chinese factory or whatever. Uh, so I really love, I'm really happy for that. And, and I'm really ha thankful and happy to Albin for that cooperation with Game Prototyper. So that's going to be exciting, Draco's Adventure. So that's like the, the main thing that I will be focusing on. Then of course there's gonna be some other games that I will do videos off and post. I'll do you know there's gonna be werewolf videos. There's gonna be uh, this and that. Um, one thing uh, as I'm recording this, it's gonna you know there's, there's always a delay on that. It's gonna be out soon. But uh, one thing I am excited about right now is the um, best series games is releasing. They are on Kickstarter right now with the um, the Mad Castles of Mad King Ludwig in in collector's edition. And I really like Castles of Mad King Ludwig the board game. And, you know, they did this collector edition for Suburbia, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And they, oh, it's such a good collector's edition, such a good big box. Oh, wow, I was blown away by that one. And I'm really excited for the Castles of Mad King Ludwig one as well. So uh, that's something I'm going to do tonight, actually. After I'm done recording this, I will do um, a little, you know, video where I can do like a, a talk through of the Kickstarter campaign where I talk through okay what's included in the campaign what different pledge levels are there and so on just a little bit of a guide to help you out maybe if you're uh, you know want to check it out if you're trying to decide should I back this or not so yeah that, that's coming as well and there's there's a lot of live streaming that I want to do as well because I do like doing live streams because I have the direct connection with the viewers and, and I really enjoy that and I really like how to be honest it's 
I'm, it, it saves me a lot of time. <laughs> it does because if, you know when I'm recording stuff, I have to uh, edit it, I have to put it together and put it out on YouTube and all that. It, it's a long process. It takes a lot of time to make content. Um, you know, if you haven't made any content, yeah, it takes a long time. But live streaming, I just do the preparations. I do like the work beforehand, then I do the live stream, and then I'm done. Then I can relax, <laughs> you know, because then it's already on YouTube. It's already there, uh, and everything is in place. And hopefully, the live stream went fine, and I don't need to like go back and editing and you know too much. So yeah, I, I really enjoy that. So if there's a lot of content coming on the channel, of course. I hope you enjoy this first episode of the podcast. Uh, I had a good time, uh, especially you know, having Steven as a guest, and and it's been a introductory podcast. Obviously, there's gonna be more stuff coming up ahead, and and as I said, send your questions to bgwniramas at gmail dot com, so we can have a question segment later on as well. And there might be other segments or other guests, other things showing up. I I don't have like a real set module for this yet it's gonna have to develop a little bit organically as i do the podcast but uh so far um it feels good if you have any feedback if you have any like oh is there something i should have on the podcast something i should you know bring in here let me know just contact me there's a very easy to contact me in different ways there's a discord group there's the you know twitter facebook instagram uh you can follow there as well uh, to get updates when I post new stuff and so on. And there's a lot of behind the scenes and all that on Facebook. And so, you know, it could be fun for you to check that out. So go check out the show notes. There's a bunch of links in there by now. I'm just spamming it with links as I talk. And so thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Borges with Niramat podcast. I'm Joseph. Uh, Drag was here as well, even though he's been kind of quiet this episode. We'll see if he starts talking at some point. But thank you so much for listening. Have a great evening, morning, or whenever you're listening. Bye-bye.